How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris, and we are here with a very exciting episode today. Yay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Patrick just came back from 900 days at Dave Matthews Band, and he wants to die. No, I'm good. We're alive. <laughs> Go check out his Instagram, at pdiddy 85 You'll see plenty of pictures of him roaming around the various Oregon, Washington areas, <laughs> catching Dave Matthews Band for like nine straight days. Yeah, I'm crazy. Uh, and there was a pool in the back of your truck. There was a pool in the back of my truck. That sounds amazing and also awful all at the same time. It was great. It was great. It was so hot out that it was, <laughs> it was necessary. We uh, drove to a small town called Quincy and went to three different grocery stores looking for one. Just looking for an inflatable pool? Mm-hmm. And then we went to the Ace Hardware. You got, God bless small town Ace Hardwares. They have everything. Ace Hardwares have everything. Oh, okay. Well, I just the one don't... by my house has everything. Oh, okay. Well, we found this one. It was right next to a Shopco. Do you know what a Shopco is? No. So Shopco is like a nicer Kmart. Okay. So, you know, not excellent. Not the, not so the most So between awesome Kmart place. and Target, like yeah. right in there? Right in the middle, okay. yeah. Not quite as nice as Target. Definitely better than Kmart. And we turned the corner. I didn't know Kmart still existed. <laughs> I don't think they did. They do. Oh. Uh, we turned the corner to go to the Ace as I'm following the Google Maps. And right there it says Shopco. And I was like, Shopco, guys, we're about to spend so much money at this Shopco buying stupid things to play with. And it was out of business. I was Aww. so sad. I was ready to go in there and drop like two bills on like stupid kid toys. <laughs> Super soakers, a mini pool, a bunch of water balloons. Well, we are actually excited despite his... Very lackadaisical. Yay. <laughs> I'm actually really pumped. Uh, we These are, are some of the better episodes of the year. We are doing, I'm going to call it this. I'm committing to this right now. Do it. Freshies, number one. Freshies. 2019 Freshies, number one. 2019 Freshies, number one. We are number going to one. do a series of Fresh Hop episodes throughout the next month or so as all the Fresh Hop beers are going to be coming out and hitting the shelves. And we talked about it a little bit in our weekend beer episode that, or in our weekend beer from last week's episode because Patrick had had a couple of the Fresh Hop beers. And today we have three of them with us to try, as well as a beer of the week, which is not a Fresh Hop beer and it is as far from a Fresh Hop beer as you can get. I'm warning you right now. Old Hop beer. Uh, no hot beer. <laughs> it's a very little hot beer, if any. So that's coming up on the episode today. And we're going to do this kind of, I don't know, maybe two or three times throughout the next uh, month or so. We'll bring in the newest fresh hop stuff that we can find that has just hit the shelves because as you get more into October is kind of when fresh hop season starts to peak a little bit. So we'll do this a couple of times throughout the next month or so and, and just really Kind of just taste and try and tell you guys about what's going on out there and how they're tasting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, at at Breakside, uh, we don't we don't package any our fresh hop, but I'll see if I can jerks. So, I'll, but I'll see if I can like uh, snag a crowler or a fresh growlet and try to bring in some Breakside stuff because we're doing nine this year. What is a growlet? Uh, Thirty two ounce instead of sixty four. Oh, so like one of the little mini growlers. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'll try to bring some of that stuff in because we'll we'll do we're gonna do some hoppy stuff obviously, but we're also doing a couple light beers like a pilsner and a uh, Kolsch and stuff like that. So that could be fun as well. We are not planning on diving into the specifics of Fresh Hop. This is not a style podcast. If you want more details on Fresh Hop beers, go listen to our last year episode, which I just looked up as episode number six. Wow, from August thirtieth, two thousand eighteen. And uh, that is where we do kind of the deep dive on the fresh hops. Mm-hmm. We do have an Elliot fresh hop beer, which I went gaga over in that episode. I remember specifically recording that episode and being kind of freaked out by how kind of vegetal and herbaceous and fresh it smelled <laughs> and how strong it tasted. Um, so go back and listen to episode six if you missed that from last year and want to kind of get the details on fresh hop beer. But we're just kind of going to do this like a tasting room just as a way to explore the fresh hop beers that are coming out at this time this yeah, year. Yeah, just taste, talk about them. I mean, everybody gets excited about this. It's kind of like, you know, even even if you don't love fresh hops, it's it's a big staple of the year, and they're they're fun to kind of kick around and, and, and chat about. And a lot of fresh hops are very different, so if you don't love fresh hops, quote-unquote, you might find one that you love because they don't all have the very vegetal taste. They don't all use IPAs. They all have different styles that they put fresh hops into. It's kind of just a fun way to experiment with your palate mm-hmm. because that's what these breweries are doing. They're experimenting using fresh hops and different styles of beers. And I think you will find that, you know, what Mike and I like in fresh hop beers are quite different. Like, I don't love, like, last year's Elliot. I didn't love it. I thought it was good. I thought it was cool. It's such a great example of what fresh hop can do, but it's not my favorite, even though I love regular Elliot IPA. So, uh, yeah, so you'll see a nice little kind of dichotomy between the two of us. You can find this podcast most places you can find podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com, 1080TheFan.com, and Stitcher, and Omni. And uh, you can find us on social media. The podcast is Instagram.com slash Beers on Us. We post pics of what we're drinking there and previewing this week's episode of podcasts. Uh, personal pages, I'm on Twitter, at Mike Lynch 27 Patrick's on Instagram, at PDiddy085, like we mentioned. Go look at his DMB pictures there and imagine just how drunk he got over the last week. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of uh, the devil's lettuce. Is it, you can't get away from it. <laughs> you walk into a room and it's like, uh-oh. How inebriated, I will say. How uh, effed up Patrick got. I held it together pretty well, this but I mean, just after, after a while, I mean, you did can't, you, did you can't you, drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Did you, Hey, wise words. Wise words. Did you at a certain point, like when you got home, what day did you get home? I got home Monday. On Monday when you got home, did you just want to curl up in a ball in bed and sleep for nine hours? I slept for about two hours. Ooh. Uh, th- uh, two hours, I think. How did I do that? Yeah, I slept for almost two hours. The girlfriend came over. We hung out for a little bit, had a few beers, and then I went to bed. And then I went to work on Tuesday. You had more beers after sleeping for two hours? Yeah, I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> you were so we were used sitting, to drinking Yeah, we were beer. sitting at the house. We were having dinner, and I had, you know, I drank a ton of water. And then... Good on you. Yeah, and then with dinner, I was like, well, I'm going to have a beer. Yeah, I'll have another one. And uh, yeah, I just had just a couple. I was a good boy, though. Work on Tuesday was rough. Well, I can imagine. Yeah, especially as I got there. Yeah, I got to work, and I hadn't been there in almost a week, it felt like. Yeah, in a week. So just playing catch-up and all that kind of stuff. Weekend beer. What did you drink when you were out there at the uh, at the concerts? You, normally when you go do these things, you say you kind of just stick to very simple canned, like Sun River Rippin' or Yeah, stuff like, like that. that. This year, what I do, I took a bunch of Stay West from Breakside, some Love Bubbles from Breakside, just because I, I have that at disposal. I drank- Is that um, the Seeker series you guys mm-hmm. put out, the silver cans? Yeah. Okay. And then I drank some of the Hales Ales beer that I got, 
when I was in Seattle, some of the Rubens Oktoberfest. Um, and what else did I have? I had some Crowlers of Rubens Kolsch. And I had some Freem Pilsner, which I just can't stop drinking right now. Um, I think that's about it. And There's then, worse things to not stop I, I know, I know. It's like, why am I drinking this? Um, so that that's kind of how I did there. But I was able to drink some Icicle Brewing in the venue, which is Icicle, a, Icicle which is a brewery in Leavenworth. Um, they have Where the, is that? What are these names? <laughs> Leavenworth is a small German town north of Wenatchee in central Washington. Who's winning? What is occurring? <laughs> uh, Leavenworth is a really, really cool town if you ever get the is chance. Is it actually like themed like German style buildings You and walk stuff? in and it looks like you're in the Alps. You're just oh. in the Cascades. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's a pretty cool little town and icicles from up there. Uh, I drank a ton of Modelo Especial in, uh, uh, man cans. So 24 ounce cans, 22 ounce cans. I don't really know how much is in it maybe 19.1 but uh, i drank a lot of that um what else did i drink so that's kind of like the normal available everywhere beer you got this trip yeah yeah. there's always one when you go on these rafting trips and these concert trips that you have one beer that's readily available that you just slam well that's what i was slamming in the concert in the venue right because it's a lot of like 10 barrel and shock top and you know, a bunch of trash I'm not really interested in. And uh, so I, and I don't want to get completely slammed. So I was just drinking light beer and Modelo Especial was better than uh, Bud Light. That is true. That is better Mm -hmm. than Bud Light. Uh, My weekend beer was nothing overly crazy. I did go out to the Growlery, which is in my neighborhood in in Beaverton, which is just a a a growler place, growler place and a tap room. And uh, I did get to try the level Fresh Hop Oktoberfest that you talked about last week on the mm-hmm. podcast. I had a very similar experience. I didn't really taste the fresh hops in it. Right. It was good, but I didn't really find the fresh hops. Yeah, I liked the body of it, but yeah, nothing really screamed to me fresh. And I also had a precious snowflake double IPA from you guys, Breakside, Holla. which I'd never heard of before. And I saw it on tap and I was like, how have I not heard of a Breakside beer? Well, I'll try it. And it was quite good. I enjoyed it. It had a, it had a very... Um, it was very dry for a double IPA, and I cool. kind of enjoyed that it was unique. Sweet. So that was my week in beer. Pretty, pretty simple. But, uh, you know, outside of just drinking normal stuff at home. I totally forgot. While I was camping at the Gorge Campground, I ran into an old acquaintance, Steve, who was one of the original brewers at West Coast Grocery before they opened. And he, I had met him because he had collabed with us on a beer at Slabtown. Um, but then he ended up leaving before they ever opened it, so... For the record, he wasn't a part of any of that crazy stuff that went down there. Uh, but he is now at Big Island Brewing, and he talked in Hawaii. In Hawaii, and he talked to me about the time he met Joe Fisher. Oh, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I talked to Joe, and he wanted to sense he wanted to see if I could send some beers over, and and that way, you know, you guys can taste some more. And if you want to do it on the podcast or something, you can do that." And then I looked at the shipping cost, and it said ninety bucks, and I said pass. <laughs> But Steve did have some Big Island beer with him, and I drank their Pilsner, and it was a Czech-style Pilsner. It was it was good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Nice. And I kind of got to talk to him a little bit about what's it like, <clears throat> uh, what's it like brewing on the Big Island? How is it, you know, how is it in terms of sourcing hops? And we got into a little fresh hop too conversation, and so that was really fun. So shout out to Big Island and Steve. There you go. That's our weekend beer. We're going to take a quick break here because all of our beer is in the fridge and we were making sure it was cold before we drank it. So coming up next, let's dive into the fresh hop, three fresh hop beers that we have 
for 2019 Freshies episode number one here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. All right, let's get back into Beers on Us here as we are doing the 2019 Freshies number one episode. Pop that can. Pop it. Get it, baby. First one we're doing, we've got three of them in front of us, is the Zoigel House October Fresh, which is a Oktoberfest beer made with fresh hops. We'll read the can once we're done pouring it. But um, thank you. And uh, I'm very excited about this one because just because a couple of days ago I had that Oktoberfest from Level with fresh hop, and I want to see what the difference is. I want to kind of gauge the and different flavors we're going to get. We've both had that beer, so yes. that should help. I yes. mean, it's been about a week for me, a week or two for me in the last... Four day, five days of my life has been pretty all over the place, but I'll do my best to remember. So what's the can say? What is the description? Uh, October Fresh, marrying German malts and yeast with freshly picked U.S. grown Hollertau hops, which I believe is the same hop they used in uh, the level Oktoberfest. So that's even fun, too. Um, uh, do, 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 do. October Fresh is a once a year labor of love for the Zeugel House Brewers, deep orange in color from the Munich malt which provides a rich and distinctive aroma. Oktoberfresh starts malty, but ends crisp and refreshing. The wet Hollertau hops lend a mild spiciness, light grassiness, and delicate floral note to this autumn brew. Prost. German-style lager, Oktoberfresh. I just took a sip. So, interesting. And on the 26th. So that's like a week ago. Perfect. 5.5%. I am... uh... You know, I'm getting a lot of the same things I got from the level beer in terms of a very nice body. I like the crisp finish. I think I'm slightly finding the fresh hops a little bit more in this one uh, just at the very end because it does start malty, right, which will kind of muddle the fresh hop flavor. And it gets crisp at the end, and I think I kind of get a little bit of that fresh hop floralness or something that they're describing at the very end of the sip, a little bit more than I did in the level beer. Yeah, I'm kind of... I think. I'm getting this kind of like fruity hop aroma. It's it's subtle. Like I'm looking for it. Um, but I let me take another sip. I think it's tough to do fresh hops with these kind of styles because they're such malt driven styles. I shouldn't say it's tough to do fresh hops, but it's tough to have the fresh hop flavor punch in these styles because they're meant to be maltier. Right? right, right. I I get a lot of this on the back end. I think it finishes with a very kind of smooth hop flavor to it. Um, again, that kind of fruitiness on the back end. Uh, I really like this beer. It's good. I think this beer is great. It's a good body. It's refreshing. It's got a nice... I, I love the malt to crispy hop transition while you're mm-hmm. sipping it. And um, to be honest, I I like this as an Oktoberfest better than a lot of the ones that we've had last year when we did the Oktoberfest style podcast. Yeah, this is one of my favorite styles and you know September is the time for Oktoberfests, you know, and yeah, this is the third Oktoberfest beer I've had this year already, so keep them coming. It's one of my favorite styles. This is the leader in the clubhouse for me. I think there's also not to go down too much of a rabbit hole, but maybe that's what this podcast is for. Um is I do wonder when it comes to breweries like this, um like a Zoigel House. I would think if you want to do like like dry hop pilsners I've been seeing all over the place or people whose pilsners are just really hoppy in the first place. Like, like frames pilsners really hoppy in the first place. And that's a big reason why I love that. You know, I had a really great dry hopped pilsner, dry hopped lager from allegory uh, with strata that I really enjoy. But again, it was really hoppy. I wonder if part of this is also just like Zoigel house wants to make an Oktoberfest 
And I wonder if they know that the fresh hop on the Oktoberfest isn't going to give that kind of punch you were talking about with, say, these other two beers we have in front of us. But it's also part of the marketing ploy as well. Like, Fresh Hop is such a cool and awesome right. thing that it, Zeugelhaus, who is a German-style brewery, it's hard for that, who aren't going to really make an IPA, how do they get in on the marketing and the promotional side of Fresh Hop? Maybe this is how you do it. That is, that's a good point. And you're just able to use really fresh hops, no pun intended, or pun intended, you're able to use these really, really bright and fresh hops to just kind of bolster your, your beer, even though it's not meant to be a hop-forward beer. What I'd like to do... I don't know if that makes sense. No, it might have been a little tangent No, it makes sense. And I, I I think what would be interesting is trying this next to their regular Oktoberfest beer, not fresh hopped. Mm, yeah. Um, I didn't... I'm not sure if they're doing that concurrent with this, because they probably don't want competition for it. But maybe when this is done and they have the regular Oktoberfest come out again, it'd be interesting to try it and discern the difference that the yeah. fresh hops put into this beer compared to what their regular beer is. Yeah, I mean, I always want to know that stuff. I mean, it's it's lucky the the brewery that I work for, I can usually taste them side by side. You know, Fresh Hop IPA came out the other day for us, and I'm able to set that down next to IPA. But I imagine Zeugel House, even at their tap room, doesn't have an Oktoberfest and Oktoberfresh on at the same time. That would be this my... might be their only Oktoberfest until beer it, this year, maybe until you it know? runs out. Yeah, they might just say, yeah, we did Oktoberfest last year, and it was our Fresh Hop at the same time. That might be true. I haven't been to Zoigl in a very long time. I went once years ago. I've never been there. I'm and a fan of their beer. I've just never been there. It's kind of it's kind of off the beaten path. It's down on like Powell in 205. Yeah, it's deep southeast. So it's not really where you'd be going normally unless you live down that way. So it's kind of like, ah, oh, you want to go to Zoigl? It's kind of kind of out of the way. But well, I mean, all that stuff's kind of starting to pop up in Monta Villa and that kind of area. Maybe Mount Tabor. Maybe it's maybe it's worth taking a trek out there. I think it is worth taking a trek because I went once. The food was good. You know, legit German style food, and the beer was good. And I've had multiple beers from them just at supermarkets and new seasons and finding stuff like that. And uh, this is great. Well, I like this a lot. Maybe a future podcast. I'll see if I can reach out to somebody. Uh, Holla Zoigel House. But yeah, I just I like I like people doing fresh hops on other styles, but IPAs. It's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Although I still think the fresh hop IPA will be my favorite of the fresh hop beers because of just the flavor you're going to get. You're really going to be able to tell it's a fresh hop beer. Um, just being able to try stuff like this is really, really fascinating. Really fun. Yeah. All right. Well done, Zoigel House. That's a good beer. What is next? Uh, I'm going to go to this one because I have a feeling this one might be um, bigger. Okay. Uh, and I'll, in fact, I'll explain right now. So did we already say what these two are? Or are we we did, them but surprise? Re- remind them. Okay. Uh, we have Barrelix Punk Rock Time, which I'm a huge fan of that beer. Uh, and it has... Strata Amarillo and Chinook. This is their fresh hop version, which has fresh strata in it, which is, <clears throat> if you've listened to this podcast, the 2019 hop of the year. Strata is the bomb, bomb, bomb. I've had this beer. And you still haven't had the Worthy Strata IPA I yet. I still haven't had the Worthy Strata IPA. Uh, I have had this. I had this beer yesterday, so I kind of know what we're getting into. The other is Crux Pert Near Fresh Hop IPA. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. They got Centennial's from Goshi Farms, and I think I've had some Centennials from Goshi and other beers. I'm pretty sure the Ex Novo got it from Goshi, or maybe they got it from Crosby. Either way, this is most likely going to be like what you're thinking. The kind of The really, kind of like the, the big stanky. time, the stanky. I haven't had this, but I have a feeling that that's going to be that. So I think we should start with Barrelix so we don't just 
wreck our palates All right. on this crux Let's do one. It. One thing that that I'm noticing, and it's kind of it's it's really nice, but it's also kind of a trick, is that I I look for the green cans this time of year. Yeah, because it tends to be if it's a green can, it's a fresh hop. But there were a lot of beers when I was looking today at John's that were green and they weren't fresh hops, and I was like, "You jerks!" It's like calling it an IPA when it's hazy. Exactly. Exactly. This has a little bit of a, a it's haze got a color little, going little on. A little haze chill to it, a little hop chill to it. Um, a little lemonade in color, if, if I'm being honest. That with is you. true. Yeah. Could be the lighting in here, but yeah, I'm with you. And the other one, by the way, they described the color on the Zogel House beer as orange. It was, it it, was very it was orange. Very orange. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, this one's interesting. When you smell this, you definitely smell the hops. There it is. Like yeah. they come through. Um, I think what I really like about this beer is that the aroma is really bold. Which I which I like bold aromas, but I don't think the beer itself is too bold in the sense of like overpowering. I think this beer comes across a lot a lot smoother, and I think the fresh hops are dialed back in the in the flavor of the beer as uh, in comparison with the aroma. And that is that is the style of fresh hop beer that I like. Okay, um, I want to taste the fresh hop, but I still need to taste the beer, and I don't want the the kind of overpowering fresh hop i like it in the smell you don't want to be drinking grass exactly i like it in the smell which this has a lot and the body is more it's still more of a a a, a closer balanced ipa than some of the ones that just kind of jack you you know what's interesting about this so i took my first sip it does smell amazing i love i love the smell of a fresh hop beer but you're right it tastes way more mild than say like last year's ex novo elliot did Mm -hmm. which was just super vegetal um this is strata Amarillo, Chinook hops. And the stratas are fresh. But it, I, um, it's very citrusy to me. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of citrus notes, and in my head, I'm like, that's citra, you idiot. And I look at it, and it does, there's no citra hops in there. So I'm getting a lot of citrus in this beer to start off. I get like, I get like watermelon. Yeah, fruity, citrusy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess watermelon's not a citrus fruit, but you know what I mean. It's good. This I like it. This beer is super cool. Um, shocker, if you're listening to this podcast, and I know... I know Nick and Eldon are listening to this podcast at some point. Shocker, you guys still make great beer. Hello. Tell Ben and Rick that we love them and keep this up. Yeah, this is my style. I mean, I think this is my kind because I can put this next to a punk rock time. I can see the difference, but I can also see the similarities. So have have you done that since you tried this? Or do I you haven't. Ha- have I just realized punk- I can do that. <laughs> have you had punk rock time enough that... What is the biggest difference between when you drink that and this? I think it's just the hop character. I mean, it's so it's so brighter. It's so I hate that it's called fresh hop because like the the name of fresh hop is like the only way to to like describe it in terms of vocabulary. Like it just tastes fresher and brighter and the hop character is there more and then you get these little subtle notes like I was saying of watermelon you were getting citrus um from that hop, but I still taste the beer. I still taste the original punk rock, I think which what, I have had a lot of. I think what I like the most about this one is the very beginning is fresh hop because you smell it. Mm-hmm. And the very end is fresh hop. You get a huge hop character at the very end that's very, very flavorful and fresh and, and tasty. And the middle is an IPA. Mm-hmm. It's a very fruit forward IPA. And it kind of allows that layer to build, be distinguished or uh, extinguished and then build again. So it's almost like a full circle beer of fresh hops. I like that. Dare say this is one of my favorite Berlick beers I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. Now that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Whoa. I'm 
Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Um, Did I'm, it backwards, but I miss, okay. I miss, uh, I miss Early Bird, the Pale Ale they made, but okay. Uh, but this, I think this beer's great. I think this is how fresh hop should go in terms of if you're going to take a beer that you make consistently and then fresh hop it, keep the beer still the beer. You know, the last thing I want Is wanted, that hard to do? When you're adding the fresh hops to it? I think it just depends on what you're going for in the beer. I think it just depends. Like, do you want this to be completely different than the than the base beer? Or do you want this or do you want this to be the same thing, just fresher, cleaner, hoppier? I think that's all I think that's all dependent on where they want to go. With it's just it. a decision. Yeah, it's just a decision of the brewery, I would say. I enjoy this a lot. It was very, very good. Um I almost Excuse feel me. like this would be a good fresh hop beer to introduce people to fresh hop beers with because it's stanky but not over the top, right? Because I think when you think fresh hop beer, for those of you who are regular beer drinkers, you think of that smell, right? Mm-hmm. The smell that comes out of the beer or out of the glass or whatever is so distinguished and so easy to recognize. And you want that if you're introducing someone to the beer because that's what fresh hop is. But if you go over the top with it, it's going to be like, this doesn't taste like beer to me. Mm -hmm. And this is beer that has that extra fresh hop character. So, yeah. Yep. Shout out to uh, Chris Martin, listener, friend of the show, for uh, he went to the release of this the day it was canned on the 3rd and brought me a four pack. Aw. Thank you, Chris. You're the best. I did see this on shelves today, too. So it was. So it must have hit the the stores. Well, it's out there. They self distribute. So once it's ready to go, I'm sure the boys load the car, load the van up, and it's like, let's get to work. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Cool. All right. So we got one more. And I'm curious to see if you are correct. And it is way more of a fresh hop bomb. Just a hunch because it's Centennials, and every Centennial fresh hop beer I've had this year is like, bam. Right. So let's let's take a crack at it. Uh, this is the Crux Pert Near. Near Pert. Pert Near. Pert Near Fresh Hop IPA. Uh, I thought it said Pert Neat, and I was like, what is happening? I thought it said Near Pert, and then I was like, Neil Pert? Rush? <laughs> Great drummer. Please let me go, Tom Sawyer. I mean, that's not Neil Pert, but okay. Um, that's the band he's in. I know. Whoa. <laughs> Be careful there. I know. I almost dumped the whole <laughs> shebang. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm curious about this one. I actually haven't had Crux in a bit. The last one I had from them was the Not So Rainy Stout, I think is what it's called. I think that's another awesome thing about Fresh Hop Time is you can revisit breweries you haven't had for a while. That is like, true. Like, don't, I don't remember the last time I had a Zoigel House. No offense to them, I just don't remember the last time. Five minutes ago. So it's like, yeah, I just had an Oktoberfest and I say, wow, that beer is really great. Maybe I'll drink another Zoigel somewhere. So you said this is just Centennial? That's what it says. So we love brewing with fresh hops. So in anticipation of the first Centennials coming off the vine, we got a head start and brewed this IPA so it would be ready to be wet hopped as soon as we got the call from Gale at Goshi Farms. It's pert near the first fresh hop beer you'll enjoy this season. Ooh, I'm burpy today. Uh, while watching, while waiting for us to brew up a few more. Ooh. I don't know if that means they'll can them as well. Or bottle them. Or distribute them outside of Bend. Yes, but uh, maybe we'll get a little extra fresh up. So, my first sip, I think you're wrong. I'm looking at it and I think I'm wrong. The smell is nowhere near as strong as the barrelic smell. Mm -mm. But what is very interesting about this is that the fresh hop character hits right in the middle. Yeah. And then it's like, hi, 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 I'm here. So you smell it and you're like, this doesn't smell like a fresh hop beer. You taste it and you're like... Well, it tastes like an IPA, and then it's like, oh, 
There's a centennial there she hop. Is. Um, the it looks like an IPA. Yes, in terms of color, it's see through. Um, it's like a golden color. I yep. wouldn't call it as light as a West Coast IPA, but I wouldn't call it as dark as like an American style IPA. So it's we're kind of in a the golden yellowy maybe a, color. Maybe a Northwest style IPA. A little, little malt in there. A little yeah. malt in there. Um, so the color looks this this. Almost every IPA that I've seen so far that's fresh hopped has some form of haze to it. And I think that's just because of the whole leaf freshness of the hops. And this does not. And this does not. This is really clean. Well, Looking. Ahead. I haven't tasted it yet. Go ahead and take a sip. It is very clean tasting, but you get a very kind of stickiness at the end from the fresh hops. It's like... Whoa. It's a, it's a Northwest IPA. It's a Northwest IPA, and it's like, hey... There's, it almost leaves like it feels like there's a residue in your mouth, not in a bad way, but just how it sits on your tongue when you're done with the sip. You know it's it's different than just a regular IPA. What is that flavor on the back end? I don't, is it just the hops? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm getting this beer is cool. It is. It's interesting. I like this beer a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, beginning, middle. I mean, the aromas. There's. Not much more to it than just kind of a, a hoppy beer. Um, and the body, yeah, you you rock into, walk into this baby and you're like, oh, you know, solid IPA. Whoa, what is going on in my mouth? <laughs> and um, it's sitting there. It sits almost. It's. It, I wouldn't say it's like cloyingly, but. No, 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 no. It, it, this is going to sound kind of weird, but maybe if you have this beer, you'll understand. It almost feels like at the bottom lip, on the inside of the bottom lip, it's sitting there. Mm-hmm. It's like when my tongue hits it when I talk, that's when the flavor kind of bounces back to me. It's very, very strange, and maybe I'm high. Who knows? But <laughs> it's kind of sitting there, and I'm trying to figure out what flavor it is. Yeah. What, is it, what does that taste I like to you? I don't know. I'm trying to... I can't... My palate is not strong enough to, to understand what I'm tasting. I don't understand the flavors that are coming out of your beer. A little rush hour for you. It's like bubblegummy. Okay. I can accept that. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I Give feel like that's, like I, feel, I feel like that's the fresh hop at the end, right? I think so too. I hope so. I don't know. I can't really say I've ever had that flavor, but I am, I'm, I'm happy to say that I am completely wrong about what I thought this beer was going to be. The interesting thing is. If you said this was the same hop that was used in the Ex Novo Elliot one, it tastes nothing like the Ex Novo. No, I wouldn't believe you. So maybe it's not. That's what's crazy. Well, yeah. It I mean, it's the same varietal, but maybe a different a farms. A different farm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it could just be a different amount, too. Like how much, you know, I know Ex Novo lately in their kind of like rotating hazy series, they've been doing five, six, seven pounds of hops per barrel. Wow. So I, in some of their hazies. So I wouldn't be shocked if they're just like, yeah, let's just go all in. So more hop flavor compared to this, which might use a little bit less. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder if these guys just use a little bit. You know, I think bubble gum's good. I, I almost feel like it's almost like a suggestion bias. Like you said it, so now I'm oh, like, so oh, now, yeah, of course. I, I kind of get it. Like but a Lacroix, this tastes like soda water, grapefruit. And you're like, oh, it really does. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite joke about Lacroix. <laughs> Lacroix tastes like nothing until you hear it distantly yelled across the room what the flavor is. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess that's it. Sure. There's also kind of a dryness to it. Now mm-hmm. that I haven't taken a sip for a bit and it's just sitting there, it's kind of dry. This is a very yeah. I think it's base beer. It's just a very dry IPA. 
Well, there you go. And yeah, I'm I'm so fascinated by this beer. Well, I know your favorite's the Barrelick, right? Just because you you were adoring over it. I don't know, man. I think all three of these beers are fantastic. They're good. I think all three of these are good. But pick your favorite. <sighs> yeah, I'll give it to the Barrelick kids. I'm gonna go with this one. I love this. I love that October Fresh though. No, that was great too. Look, I'm I'm picking this one because it's so unique. But they're all they're all great. This is not a knock on any of the other two. Yeah. But this Crux beer. Something's going on in my mouth, and I like it. Yeah. I yeah. am happy with the thing on my tongue right now. I think I've got a three-way tie. I, I mean, no, I think I like I think I think like the Zoigel and the Berlick more than the Crux, not to take away from the Crux. And I think I'm tied there, so my biases step through, and I choose Berlick. Okay. That's, you know what? That's perfectly okay. Damn, that October Fresh is good. <laughs> well, there you go. That's our first episode of Freshies 2019. We're going to just... Keep an eye out on the shelves and grab new Fresh Hop beers as they come out and maybe every other week or, hell, next week if there's three more Fresh Hop beers, we'll just do another one. Uh, it's a fun time of year, and uh, we will just tell you about what's going on out there on the streets, Fresh yeah. Hop-wise, and we would suggest trying all of these if you find them out there. Highly, highly recommend all three, all three of these. Very, very good. And uh, I saw all three of these at John's Marketplace, so if you go down out that way, then you can find them there. Uh, Patrick found... Well, I guess Patrick had the barrel given to him, so I'm sure these are everywhere. Yeah, I'm sure they are too. I I, I got mine because uh, my buddy was at Barrelick, yes. and he was like, "Are you working tonight?" And I said, "Yeah, I am." He's like, "Oh, sweet, I'll swing by after I'm at Barrelick." And I saw that they were releasing this on Tuesday, and I just said, "Yo, pick me up a four pack," because my busy life doesn't let me get down there as much. Well, there you go. So those are the three we got: the Barrelick Punk Time Rock or Punk Punk Rock Time. Fresh Hop, the October Fresh from Zoggle House, and the Pertnier Fresh Hop IPA from Crux. That is the first three of our Freshies 2019 for you. Coming up next, a very, very different beer for Beer of the Week. Hard right. And Patrick's scared. And it's okay to be scared, but it's worth a try as well. That's next here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the Week time here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. And as we said in the last segment, as we teased, this is a right turn to Albuquerque from the beers that we have been having. Now, this is a beer in a brewery that I have talked about on this podcast before. It is a beer that I talked about during my weekend beer chat a couple of weeks ago. And this was one of the last two cans left at New Seasons when I stopped there today looking for some beer for this podcast. And this is a beer that is from a place called The Brewery, B-R-U-E-R-Y, which is a California, California. California brewery that makes a lot of imperial stouts and very high alcoholic content. I don't know if you looked at it yet, but did you? do you want to guess the alcohol, <laughs> the percentage in this beer? I'm going to go with 13.6. 13, flat. Oh, dang. Good guess, though. Uh, this is called the Bakery. The Coconut Macaroons Bakery. Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with coconut and natural vanilla flavor added. Now, I don't know if this is actually a trend or if I'm just noticing it now, but there have been two beers that I've actually brought in on the podcast. One, when I did that solo episode, was a beer from Evil Twin in Brooklyn that actually used glazed donuts in (laughs) the batch to make their beer. Now, this one does not use coconut macaroons, but they're trying to give you a coconut macaroon flavor. Okay. I'm tr- I don't know if it's a trend or if it's just something that I'm noticing now that 
a lot of these imperial stouts might be going a little more desserty in ingredients or trying to mimic desserts as flavors. Right. I mean, we're starting to kind of see that a lot, don't you think? Are we? I, that's what I'm asking is, are you seeing it more too? I think I'm seeing a lot more what we call pastry stouts. Um, you know, kind of very, I don't know, for lack of better term, sugar forward um, beers that I think I think the sweetness makes them a lot more approachable. Um, what's really strange is that there's a lot of people that love the ABV aspect to it. Just because it's one beer and you're like, hey, yeah, I'm hey, good. I'm loaded. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's tough. I I'm th- And that's all kind of shooting in the dark for me because I'm not a, you know, I'm not a pastry stout drinker in any way, shape or form. I now, like would a, you consider this from what I read to you a pastry stout? I would just because the because of the adjuncts added to it and the ABV. I mean, I could be wrong. I just when I think pastry stout, I think of like donuts and cookies and stuff and i guess a macaroon is kind of in that same realm but they're just saying they put coconut in it and vanilla flavor yeah i think i think that i think the pastry stout probably eh, i'm probably totally wrong on this this is just a shot in the dark again i think the pastry stout thing might just be a way it tastes like the level of sweetness sort of thing i'm gonna pour it for so yourself if it's there? really sweet oh right i gotta drink this i forgot you were looking at it like, please don't make me do this. <laughs> oh, I'll no, I'll drink it. I mean, it comes out like straight mud. Yeah, it's it's jet black, and that's how I like my stout. You poured the sm- you poured the smallest amount, by the way, which is yeah. very very cute. Um, well, I guess never. I take that back. It can't be a pastry stout. Well, it could be, but then aged in bourbon barrels. I didn't yeah. realize that it was aged in bourbon barrels either. I didn't read it or I didn't hear it when you said it. And then I took a smell and was like, hello, bourbon. <laughs> yeah. How did they get this bourbon in this beer? Oh, because it's bourbon barrel aged. Yeah. So it is a very strong smell. It is a very distinctive imperial stout smell, barrel aged imperial stout smell. Take that sip. It's um, it's very sweet, which is to be expected with the description of the beer. The coconut is at the very end. You get a very strong coconut flavor. Yeah. And I get a lot of chocolate notes in this as well. I do too. Especially in the nose. And what's nice to, for me is, so for Passover, my aunt makes macaroons, but you can't use flour. So you have to make different types of macaroons okay. during Passover. And the favorite one that she makes that I like the most is just coconut on the top, and then it's dipped in chocolate on the bottom. Mm. It's like a little triangle. It's like a pyramid. Yummy. And it gets smaller at the top, and the bottom is all rimmed in chocolate. This is what that beer tastes like to me. So not only does it, is it a style that I like, it gives me memories to things that I like, <laughs> which is like a double positive whammy for me. Yeah, that's great. I th- I think there's a l- touch too much vanilla in this for me. Um, vanilla is a tricky thing in beer because it's either not there or it's too much there. It's tough to kind of hit that that right spot. There, uh, There is a lot of vanilla flavor. Yeah, absolutely. This is just not my beer. Is there anything that you find redeeming about it? I think this beer is a well-made beer. I think the barrel quality, I think the the barrel quality is really nice. I think its base beer comes across really nice as well. Um, the adjuncts just aren't my thing. I don't think it's a bad beer, though. I'm going to break you into this style at some point, Patrick. I, 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 I keep got, drinking I got to <laughs> break you through the glass ceiling of... Uh, I keep drinking them. You keep bringing cells. them in, and I keep drinking them, and I'm going to continue to do this. Um, it's not that I don't like the beers. I think this is a fine beer. It's just not my beer. It's just a little bit too... I just don't want to drink it. ...strong and thick for you. Yep. Well, that is our beer of the week. It's the breweries... I am an independent woman that don't need no man. 
It's not a man, it's a liquid, but okay. <laughs> uh, this is the brewery's Coconut Macaroons Bakery Imperial Stout. These aged. guys also do some cool sour stuff. They do a lot of really high alcohol content. A lot of barrel aging. Interesting barrel aged beers. Yep. So if you see them on the shelves anywhere and you like this style of beer, give them a try because I think when you're a brewery that's known for that, it's usually going to be pretty good. Should be. So uh, I enjoy this one a lot. It is very strong. So make sure you know what you're doing and getting into before you take a sip of it uh, or before you have an entire snifter of it or whatever you do. I poured myself half a glass, which I'm regretting at this very moment because <laughs> uh, we already had three beers. But uh, Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with coconut and natural vanilla flavor added. 13% alcohol by volume. That's our beer of the week this week. And I talked about, I had this over the weekend a couple weeks ago, which is why I brought it in. Yeah. And you I've... seemed very scared by it. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> fingers needling together at the top. Like, I'm going to bring this in for him once. <laughs> I think I like the artwork on the can. It is cool. Yeah. It's, uh, it is very wintry for the time that it's been released, but I guess barrel aged stouts tend to be a wintry beer. So yeah. makes I guess sense. That's true. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can find us all over social media. The Instagram page for the podcast is just beers on us. And then our personal pages, I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDD085 on Instagram. And you can find the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio.com, Omni, and 1080thefan.com. And uh, wherever you find us, please rate, review, subscribe. If you have yet to do so, just give us a little uh, positive or negative if you want review. Ah, just keep it positive. Make us feel really good about ourselves. And just write a little note, and it'll it'll help push the podcast a little bit further than it has been pushed thus far, and we will appreciate that 100%. Coming up next week, we might do another Fresh Hop episode if we find that many more Fresh Hop beers that are hitting the shelves. Yep. We want to do the tasting room, tasting room episode of the How Have These Beers Changed, and uh, we're also working on doing that Oregon City on location episode just we've both been really busy lately so it's been a little bit tough to get and maybe we'll do Zogel House at some point and maybe Zogel House as well so that's all coming up on the docket thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week Traces How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.